Given that we don't know that much about this anomaly yet, I have one question I want to ask you. Do you think there's coffee in that anomaly? I guess probably not. Unfortunately. I know Janeway was pointing to a nebula, but there could be coffee in this anomaly. I think, if anything, there was coffee in the dilithium planet because dilithium used to make energy. Yes, yes. So um, we are here discussing episode two, Anomaly. So I... I, so the episode's called Anomaly? It's called Anomaly, and I thought to myself... Wasn't there already an episode called that? And there is. Yeah, it's a little on the nose. Uh, Enterprise has an episode called Anomaly, and it's one of the rare instances of Trek having repeated titles. Um, You know, the other one I can think of is you have the next-gen episode, The Emissary, and the first episode of DS9 is called Emissary. Mm. So... Or if you have Lower Decks... But that's the title of the show, not the episode. Right. right? I, that yeah. But it's but even then though, it's the same idea. Yeah. Is there right? any crossover idea wise between this episode and anomaly? Well, I, I assume they both have anomalies. That's, I guess that's not too hard to uh I, to turn. I will say, like, even going as far back to Enterprise, when Enterprise had that as an episode title, I remember thinking when I first heard that title, I'm like, I'm kinda surprised they didn't that title hadn't even been used yet. Because they they would encounter anomalies all the time, but yeah. I was always of the I always felt like Enterprise title episode titles were very like just boring and not creative at all. They didn't sound they wouldn't sound fascinating. Oh, so. headline! Kevin thinks Discovery is boring. I I think <laughs> I think no, I didn't say that. I'm just saying that I said Enterprise's titles were boring. Yeah. But this is the same episode title, so it it's must It's the also same episode title, but for Hence. Enterprise, that was one in a long line of boring titles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Discovery, I think, has had some pretty uh, interesting title names. The one that sticks out to me is The Butcher Knife Cares Not for the mm-hmm. Lamb's Cry. Yes, yes. Um, I remember a couple of Shakespeare inspired from the first season that were kind of nice. That's back when you used to actually interpret those titles. What do they mean? Right. Yeah. Now I don't even know what they are until we start recording. Yeah. So what did you think of this one? What did I think? I thought that this was a... A fine episode. That's what I thought. It was a fine episode. Of course, I had some issues with it, little things, but overall, you know, they stayed on topic. They did. The emotional moments made sense. Characters um, interacted in believable ways. Yep. Um, you know, it had a lot going for it. That's so that's what I'm noticing in the season so far. Like though everything you mentioned, they have those things in these episodes, but they work this time. They're, they're actually they're making working. yes, they're they're, nothing working. feels forced. I feel like we were getting force fed those those things in the past. And so nothing to me, it all makes sense. 
Yes, and I even felt that the first episode was sort of forcing them. I felt the banter between Michael and Book was a little bit uh, forced. Right. And I'm glad to see that they're back to being miserable. <laughs> right. Well, we get actual science in this episode where they actually yeah. go and go inside the heart of the anomaly to try to, to, try to get some answers. Yes, yeah, so that is another great thing. The science is making sense, and the scenes where the science is explained and figured out are making sense for me. Yeah. What I'm, and what I'm noticing about this season thus far, particularly in this episode, is I'm noticing a parallel with Lower Decks in that they are switching up character dynamics. We, to my recollection, didn't really see Book and Stamets together and if we did it, it was i think it must have been only once but i don't even believe we did so to see them albeit it's holographic stamets right but uh they get a projection of stamets but it's still stamets yeah why could it have just been stamets right i i don't i don't understand why it could, couldn't have just been stamets but yeah but oh oh because you can't send the two people who can do the spore drive right together so make it okay is that risk but we got we also got the thing that you always love we get the conference room scene which is everybody at starfleet around a table they're in a circle circle. yeah Yeah. looking at the problem yes yep that was very interesting and you got yeah working things out and throwing out theories and i think one of the things that this is doing well that the show's not done in the past is yeah we're seeing those things play out they are making sense and we're not having one character know everything. Mm-mm. We're at least seeing them find things out. Yeah, I have yet to see somebody come into a room and do the whole we gotta do this or this is gonna or this or this is gonna happen or something. Yes. Without any way of backing it up. I've 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 yet to see that take place. We're learning it what I like about it so far is that we are learning it as they are learning it. There's none of that and there's also none of that important shit happening off screen that we have not been privy to right because they're keeping things focused there's not so much happening that you need to have things happen off screen right and don't you look at that and say to yourself why couldn't you just do that last last time yeah but they they're doing it they're doing it i take what we can get grateful for that Um, um i do have a theory though based on that scene around in the circle And if this chatter about the president having underhanded motives is true, my theory is that the president is behind the anomaly in order to reunite all of the worlds because it seemed very convenient that Navarre now is uh, chipping in and throwing in their science. Yeah. Very quickly. And the president seemed very happy and grateful. Oh, grateful. It was great. Yeah. Now, if since that's been put in my head now that there's something underhanded. Now, it doesn't really make any sense, but it does make right. sense in that it would achieve the thing that she might want to achieve. Right. And that would be a way that I think she would be underhanded. It would definitely be evil, but it would be for a reason that at least wasn't sinister. Right. I think it would be but, odd. I, 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 I hope that isn't the case. Me too. I hope that isn't the case um, because Trek obviously is known for its corrupt admirals, not corrupt Federation presidents. 
So I, but obviously wait and see. Um, Yes, but it would be one of those things of, you know, at least it would be a a villain, quote unquote, who could be, could somewhat mm -hmm. be justified, or at least they could think they were justified to say, so I would destroy a couple of worlds in order to bring together thousands, you know. Millions, no, probably billions, billions. Yeah, I mean, I think five thousand world. Yeah, billions of people. Yes. Goes billions. back to the needs of the many outweigh yeah, the needs exactly. of the few. You know, is there a dark side to that? You know, you could use that. Oh, there's definitely a dark side. Yeah, puts me in mind of a of a scene between Captain Janeway and Tuvok when uh, he does something that he shouldn't have, and Janeway says to him, like. You can use logic to justify anything. That's its power and its flaw. Mm. Yeah. I take so much. No, you're not anything. Many things. Yeah. But Many um, that's I mean, yeah, a, some that's of the worst atrocities of humankind, uh, they thought they were being logical. Yeah. I think, I, I think, um, but again, you know, I liked that we got the the sort of orientation where they, again, they're all in a circle. They're talking about the Stamets is just telling everybody what is going on. And, you know, everyone sort of has their own theory. They're at, people are asking, granted they're people we don't know, but they're still asking questions. Where is this going to appear next? And we don't know. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I liked that we were getting that. We were getting, we were getting the Star Trek, the true Star Trek scenes. And again, every time, how are we going to find it out? Well, we have to go and collect some data. So we're going to, Yep. Four drive in there. And and again, you know, I, I every time we get one of these scenes in one of these new shows, I mean you're the I, I think about you because you were always lamenting how we never had any of those really at all. Yeah. And I um it makes it great. Yeah. And, and you, you were almost treating it as a joke at first. Where are my conference well, room scenes? You were. You yeah. were like no. yeah. and I think I realized that I actually do love them and they actually well, we, are. I think I think we trick. I think we sort of um didn't realize how vital they truly were. Yes. Until we didn't have them. Until we didn't have them. Characters interact, and we see the power dynamics, and we see, you know, their their um sort of official personalities in their work life, which most yeah. of the show is their work life. Yeah. No, it was great, and it's it's and you know I'm willing to spot discovery some points whenever they whenever they do that stuff. So oh, absolutely. Um, even when we learn that it can't be predicted, it's it's movement can't be predicted. That's great. We see it happen. Mm-hmm. We see them figure it out. Right. We see them find every clue along the way, and then solve the mystery right in front of our eyes. Very very well done. Right. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely agreed. Um, so Saru is back on the Discovery, and I know that when we were talking last time, you and I were hoping that he would have at least at least hung out on his home planet on Kaminar for a little bit longer before he came back. But he got um Boimlerd and came right back to the ship. So but I'm glad he's back. I, I'm I'm I you know, I always love Saru. He's my favorite character on the show. So yeah, I mean I'm glad he's there. Um did you have any uh uh thoughts about that i mean i don't know now that he's back if i if i really feel the same as i did last week uh like if i felt like he had to stay on Kaminar, but 
Yeah, I'm glad for him to be back. I just feel like the, the entire Kaminar bit was just a little pointless. Mm. Is all. And especially, particularly since the end of last season, it felt like, ooh, we're really changing the dynamic here. Right. You know, he's going back to his home world. Who knows? Maybe he will be torn or maybe something will happen or yeah. change the dynamic back on Discovery or something. But we didn't get that. And um, that's, you know, they didn't want to tell that story, I guess. I guess, but, I, guess yeah. I guess that's going to be a book now, too. Getting Boimlered. <laughs> Is yeah. uh, exactly. Oh yeah, right. It's perfect for a book, <laughs> and not that book. I, could they be doing that intentionally? You think? Could they be being like, "Let's not do that because let's explore it in a book." If we get the Boimler um, Titan <laughs> like comic series, which oh, I'm down for that. Cool. I'm totally down for that. Yeah. But if we get that, then we know yes, it is actually just a marketing ploy. Which, I mean, makes sense, right? But disappointing at the same time but i i think for me if they i again you know i think it would have been cool and interesting to see what they could have done but I, part of me kind of wonders well how much how much is there for an interesting story right like i mean i think i would have liked to have seen how um i'm drawing a blank on his name the kelpian who screamed and caused the burn was would sort of adapt to Kelpian life. But I think beyond that, and maybe Saru, how, how did he react when he got to his home world to see it where it is? But beyond that, I don't know um, how much more they could cover that would really kind of hold my interest. Right. Yeah. I think like anything, it could have been done well. I don't know how. Yeah. It could have been. I think from and our I perspective. Think it was a strange dynamic because what we got was... Um, the sad Kelpian was uh, wise beyond his, um, well, beyond Saru. Right. When he sort of gave him the wisdom, you know, you must go back home. Yeah. You miss, you where you miss discovery. I am okay. So it seemed, uh, it seemed a little bit like a cop out. I think because so much. The whole much... idea was I'm going to go with him because he needs me and yeah. I want to reconnect with my planet. And instead it's like, Nah, bro, I'm good. You can it's bounce. because it's because so much importance seemed to be placed on it at the end of last season that yeah. to just sort of like resolve it so quickly. Yes, it was this big seemed... decision on Saru's part. Yeah, 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 and like, and his he also like allegedly he was letting his feelings for um, the sad, sad kid, mm. um, it gained interfere with his command and, and his being a captain. So yeah, they they planted a lot of seeds that didn't grow. But I, right, because I think what happened was when the sh when the series ended back in January of last year, it's almost like the show had gone through. It's sort of like it's almost like it all happened in real time, right? I think this is like five months later, but like we really had like ten months, I think. So it kind of felt like there were still events taking place during the off season that we just weren't um, allowed to see. So, um, but. I think that's also some story that if they wanted to do a short trek on it, I'd be down for it. Yeah, I just I just want to see. I, even if it's just glimpses, I just want to see what they what, what they if, what they were if doing. If it is a book, what I'll do is I'll read one of those IO9 articles where they tell you all the important stuff from the book. Yes. Right. Unfortunately, and I shouldn't say that. You can cut that if you want. <laughs> Cuz we yeah. might want to get free books one day. Right. So, but this episode primarily focuses on um us getting more information on 
the anomaly. So Book and Stamets go inside, get to go inside the anomaly and kind of get some readings. Um, Book, of course, is still traumatized after what happened the previous week. Yeah. And Why is it that Book has to go in? Because he feels like he wants to. He wants to do. He wants to do something. He feel he. It's one of those mm -hmm. like. I need to. I need to go in there. I need to do it. Like I'm the one. True. I'm the but, one suffering, so I need to feel. Yeah. But there was some technical reason that Michael went along with it, because she she didn't want to do it, but she said he's the only one that can do it because he's. It's the piloting of the of his ship. So only and his ship could get in. It's it because the ship was more maneuverable than Discovery was. Okay. Because remember how okay. it can you know it can separate and do it can separate and and yeah. do all that stuff. And they carried around in Discovery. Right. Correct. And um, because I think she initially wanted. No, they didn't want. I thought I I misheard and thought they wanted Detmer to do it, but they did it first. But they did Detmer it first. couldn't pilot it as well as Book because it's a weird ship. Because she did she did pilot it last season. Oh, that's but right. But for that one episode, oh, but look at um, them covering all the bases. Right, right. It's but, like, yeah, she can do it in open space in a battle, but she can't do it in, a, in this weird anomaly. There was one moment. So in that scene, and Burnham, of course, was concerned because she felt like he was kind of emotionally compromised and wouldn't sort of be in his right mind to do it. And um, sh they have this moment when, so when she decides, like, I want Stamets to go with you. And um, again, I think she said she wanted Detmer initially. And then he goes like, you know, I don't have to listen to you. I'm not Starfleet. I don't report to you. I, I kind of felt like, one, true, but if that were Captain Janeway or Picard or something like that, it would have been like, you know, well, when you try, when you take a member of my crew with you, you you know, you need to follow my, like, when you're responsible for a member of my crew, then you need to follow my orders. Cause yeah, you, but cause they, responsible for a member of the crew. Right. You're responsible for their hologram. Right. But, at that point, because we didn't, that didn't happen yet. I thought to right. myself, like, "Well, that, but that's what a, that's yeah. what." You also, be at that point, it's like, uh, pick a lane, book, book, pick a lane. Yeah, you're basically you're de facto Starfleet. Just right. accept it. Right. Yeah. Totally. You could be like an auxiliary or a field commission, or you know, at right. least a privateer, like I mentioned last time. But because he's definitely he's there in all the missions, he's there in all the meetings he's there on the uh first contacts or second contacts he walked into contacts. the he walked into the to that to the conference room scene with all the federation numbers yeah like as if it was like it was if he could just do that easily yeah a lower decks yeah. person wouldn't even be able to do that yeah one would think right yeah you think like the the you know the doors to go into the get access to that area would keep them you know only yeah, accessible for captains and up right they read their com badge or something and they know who it is right but maybe maybe partner of the captain is a, is a status you know like first lady but the thing is like that's also that's one of those weird lines between like it's the world but we also need to add some drama to the scene so that's just one of those well, like weird yeah true but yeah. you know we never had to see picard's girlfriend walk into a a meeting to get drama right or anyone else's for that matter. Hmm. Um, Even um, Porthos didn't have to go to the meetings. Well, because it, it puts me, it reminds me of in the early, in the first episode of Next Gen, when Wesley wants to see the bridge and like Beverly has to arrange it 
and he's like slowly creeping on the bridge of maze and Picard's like, but don't touch anything. And then he sits in the chair and then he gets really angry and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so so gone are the days apparently of those of those <laughs> of those things. Maybe Picard was just a mean mean captain. Yeah, maybe. But, but no, I don't believe that for a second. I think they they've just um, changed the nature of of Starfleet for this series, and that's where we are, I guess. But I have to stick a pin in Picard because we have to come back to a Picard thread um, in this episode. But um, so but oh, yes. yeah, book obviously feels like. I need to go into the belly of the beast because it destroyed my world. Uh, but at the same time, he has the most, he has his ship can navigate it. So it's kind of, but, and not wanting right. to put, not wanting to put both uh, crew members who can, uh, well, one crew member really, who can operate the spore drive at risk. They make a holographic, they're able to project Stamets holographically into a, into the ship and go, book ship. Which but he I also think, can interact with things physically. Which is one of those like a classic example of like in the moment new technologies and trek that they have to invent to advance the plot, right? Because you think when you when you actually think back like oh this could have worked in other areas too why didn't they do this before well yeah. they didn't thought of it yet so, and and it's it's not far out com based on what we've seen since right. we've seen this programmable matter and whatnot I guess the hologram right. that can interact makes so you picked up a tool at one point and started to use it right or a flashlight or something. Well, Star Trek holograms have always been like that. They've always, they're always able to touch and, That's and That's seem like solid objects and allow matter to pass through them or not pass through them, depending. It makes me wonder, yeah. though, why, why couldn't Michael then have gone? They could have had the captain on the ship, too. Yeah. You could have had anybody. You could have had Tilly could have been there to, to, as a, as a um, you know, assistant. I, I just think it was an unnecessary... Hell, Book could have flown the ship from, I, the, from the Discovery. Well, the thing is, like, I, I don't know that that, I thought it was a weird cr choice creatively because, even though they have a line, we don't want to put both people who can operate the support of at risk. Why don't you just delete that line? Because you're not going to kill Stamets off. So, like, right, you've established this line. Believe me, though, I can yeah. see me saying, "How are you going to send both people that can the only two people that can operate the spore drive into a dangerous mission where they both right. could die, and then you have no spore drive?" Right. So I probably right. said. So what that tells me is they listen to our podcast. I agree. I agree. Mm. Look, they're doing all the things we said that they weren't doing last but, season. But on the flip side of that, now I'm saying, why did they Why did they have to have that line in the first place? Well, why don't they just take it out? Well, no, see, I disagree. We, we, can't, we can't make them, we can't settle. We're going to say something either way, no matter what choice they make. No, I'm very happy with this choice because yeah. it, they, yeah, they thought through something. I get, I get you. And prevented it from not making sense. So it's not about what asking them to do. You're happy about not what they did, but the fact that the not like what resulted from it, but the fact that they thought that. You're more happy about the thought process that they clearly demonstrated yeah. in. Yes, I do. Sort of also yeah. think that they probably were like, "Oh, we want to do this scene with Book and Stamets." Right. And then someone said, "Like, yeah, but why would we send? You know, that someone pointed out that it's only two people that can run it. So, but they love this scene so important. Let's just make them a hologram." You know, I still right. think it's not the best, but at least it made sense. Exactly. But, you know, and this is where I get, this is where I think the, you know, when you talk about the emotion of the episode working in places, I thought it, I thought it actually did. Yes. Here, because I think in a way they're kind of, the two of them are kind of kindred spirits, right? Like, you know, Book lost everybody that he loved, as did Stamets, although he, he got, almost lost. Almost. 
right? I mean, in a way, I would say he still did because he left the past and came to the future, but the 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 emotional weight of them jumping to the future doesn't really seem to hang over them anymore. No, no. His um, emotional loss was when he thought he had lost Adira right. and Paul. Right, right. And that... So that was cool because one thing that I think the show has not done is when it needs emotional moments, it sort of uh, starts with a blank slate and invents them from scratch. Right. Whereas here, they actually used a past event that we've seen, right. and they used it well. Agreed. To create this connection between two characters. So, right. I mean, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. And I've been very hard on the show, but this right. episode... They're doing a lot of things very well. Well, I think, I, I think if you look at if you if you stop for a moment, and as much as we may not have liked last season, um, if you consider that to be sort of like a a reboot of the show, think of that as like season one, because they're picking up on stuff that had happened last year. I mean, I, I know that the the um, uh, Culver goes to the season before that. But when they refer to something from last season and bring it back into this one, it's still, it works for me. It doesn't feel oh, yeah. forced because they're referring to the lore that they've established in this 32nd century. Um, yeah, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, last season was terrible, so I don't care about anything that happened. Right, I mean, right, right. I mean, I think... If they but bring I, up an emotional moment that a character went through, that's right. fine. Now, but if it, they were talking about <laughs> this anomaly must be sadness-based, then I would have a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone nearby must be sad, and that's why the gravity is, that, is going out. Then, I, think, yeah. I think last season felt, in retrospect, I mean, again, two episodes in. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm almost sure I'm getting way ahead of myself, but... That's a fair point. If you think about it as, like, an, if you think about it as, like an, as, a, as last season as a foundation for this one... Because, um, again, they're building on things from last season. It's, again, it's working for me this time as opposed to not so much last time. So um, you're right. When they And I think it's also because they're referring back to something that we actually saw happen where the show did a lot of last season refer to stuff that we did not see happen. So I think for us it's all the more rewarding to see them do that because we know exactly what they're referring to. Yes, yes. If you think of some of the emotional arcs from last season, right? Detmer, mm. which never really landed for us. No. Uh, we never quite knew what was happening. So um, they've already handled this one much better. And you know, as I say these things, I, I do I recall, I'm reminded of what I've been saying. It's fool me once, shame on me. Fool me four yeah. times, shame on, or you know what I mean, other way around. Oh, yeah. I'm pulling an actual George W. Bush where I'm messing it up. Won't get fooled again. Um, but, you know, hope springs eternal. And at this point, yes, we may get, I may get burned, but I, I have to just only, I can only talk about the show that I'm seeing. And right now I'm seeing a show that's working. I think, I think what the show does is that it, I think it's too quick to abandon an idea that may not work. And that's, and I think the Detmer thing is a good example, Right. Maybe they just felt like this idea doesn't work, but they didn't do a good. They didn't do any a good job at all at trying to bring it full circle. They're like, oh yeah, just resolve that really quick, you know. Like they they took they took the easy way out and trying to get and trying to get away from it, right? And I feel like the sh that's what the show does a lot of. It 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 
it has interesting ideas that it puts forth and then either the writers don't think it works or they lose interest in it and then just quickly abandon it and go on to something else without properly resolving it. It's almost like they want to forget about it just as quickly as they came up with it, right? Or there's a new shiny idea. And or there's a new shiny that. idea and they just like, I really want to focus on that. No, forget that. Let's just forget about it. The There's so much going on, the audience won't be paying attention anyway. Right. And then sometimes toward the end, it's like, oh, wait, but we actually do have to resolve that thing. And then yeah. suddenly a quick resolution. So, yeah, I think so far they're keeping it small. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to do too much. They're using things that they had already built up. Right. So, right, losing the planet. We Well, we didn't love the planet or the brother, but yeah. we already met them last season, so they didn't introduce us to some new planet that would get destroyed. Right. So I think they're doing a lot so right. far. So far, nothing has come out of left field. I, w- I will say, though, there's one thing that I'm a little... There's one thing I'm a little disappointed on, um, but it's not a big deal. Nothing. When last season ended, we... Uh, Stamets was not happy with Michael because of what she did by ejecting him and putting. Remember that? Like he was ang- the season oh, yeah. ended with him being angry. At he him. made a joke about it this episode. Oh, maybe I missed that. What did he say? He said, um, "You're not going to shoot me out of an airlock, are you?" Oh, right. Like I'm not saying that you needed to spend the whole season of Stamets being angry with her. Yeah, but, but maybe I, I think scene... it was. It ended as if it looked as if this was going to be an ongoing issue going into next season or like maybe they were gonna have a moment where they just kind of worked out and said okay whatever but i, I felt yeah, like it was or too quick just to... sent her like i understand you had to do what you did and it was all for the best yeah because there were two moments left at the in the finale last season where like they the, it was when adira and and stamets and culver reunite burnham's watching and she's smiling and and stamets kind of like you know brushes her off and then when Michael gets promoted to captain and she comes on board the the bridge and they're all standing there, Stamets is kind of looking at her like, mm. not with a big smile on his face. So you kind of felt like, oh, is there going to be some lingering issues going into next season? Yeah, but they didn't really got, pick up on that there. thread. So, yeah. You know what would have been cool is if he had come up and said, uh, you know, Michael, uh, I'm really sorry and I understand why you did what you did. And she had said something like... Um, Frankly, it doesn't matter to me. I made the decision. I had to. You're dismissed. Oh, that would have been take cool. that. It would have been <laughs> would have been really channeling some uh, some Jean Luc Picard there. Yeah. yeah, like I made the decision. I had to, and the way you feel about it is irrelevant. You're dismissed. So, ah. what did you think? Of, so, actually, we. I mean, we learned about the anomaly. We. We. I mean, he has to kind of go through all of the data for it and everything, and. The episode concluded with, um, like, this thread concluded in the episode of Tilly telling Saru that, you know, what we heard in the trailers, right? This anomaly could go, could show up anywhere. We don't know anything yet. This is when we learn, like, everybody's at risk, right? But we, we kind of knew this in the trailer already. So, but this is when we we, we, we become aware of, like, sort of the galactic threat um, that this thing now poses. So, um, yeah. I mean, do you have any... I don't really have anything to say on that. It's just like, okay, it's the not the galactic threat that it now poses. Uh, let's see. Like, you know, the anomaly. Well, she she informs him that the anomaly had changed direction when yes. Discovery was nearby. Um, and it's big. And it's big. There's no and scientific they thought it was explanation. Dual, yeah. 
dual uh, black holes, but it isn't. Right, right. So, yeah, they uh, we're left there. We're left with the information that this anomaly could that they cannot predict where or when this thing appears. So. Right. Hence, I guess okay. There was, there was one mild bit that I happened to have watched a video recently about like what would happen if a black hole were to come upon a large object like a planet recently. Yeah. And uh, it sort of bothered me that they, they weren't like if they had watched that YouTube video, they would have never thought this was a black hole. Mm. So it's for me to know more about black holes from watching one YouTube video than, than they did. That bugged me a little bit, but I was able to roll with it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there was a... So, with regard to the anomaly, um, there was a there was a theory, it might still hold, um, that Trek fans thought that this was some anomaly that appeared in on a Voyager episode, which um, I thought seemed a little far-fetched. Yeah, um, we've, had, we've heard these theories a lot through the course of the show and they've never panned out well right but the thing and i think they're basing it off two things one they think it looks the same because when we see the anomaly from the outside we they it kind of looks the same but they're also kind of zeroing in on how it could reappear any, at any point in any time right now, now the, the voyager episode i'm referring to is a season six episode called uh one small step and it begins with this um, astronaut in the mid, early and mid 21st century, and he encounters this anomaly. And it's, it's become known as mankind's first encounter with a subspace anomaly. And the anomaly actually enveloped him and he disappeared. Okay. And so this anomaly reappears, of course, in the Delta Quadrant and in front of Voyager. And they find, you know, 400 years later, and they find, 300 years later, and they find the remains of his of his ship and, and a bunch of other stuff inside all of the things that this thing has sort of enveloped over the like the bermuda the, triangle of space more or less yeah so voy so fans were wondering if that's what this was and maybe just over time it just got so big so i think right. they i think they established in the voyager so that it gets that it gets bigger do we have um, any ev any evidence of that this appeared out of nowhere because their their theory was that it was moving in one direction or do we have any evidence from the voyager that it changes direction no, see, I was trying to find like a, a a um sort of a connection between them. Like, was there like that? Is like is there, is there like that one way of describing it that's consistent between both shows? Exactly. And it doesn't appear so at the moment. Um, Got it. I I think to me, um, while I think it's fun to think about, like. A random, a, a, a random subspace anomaly from a season six episode of Voyager. Like I, I just, I, I don't know why you would go to the effort to make it that when you could have just do something similar. You know what I mean? Like why, why? I guess I, my question is why connect the two? Because it, it's not that wasn't something that was not like a vital episode of Voyager. So I just, while it could be the same thing, I guess I don't understand. I, I to me, I wouldn't understand the choice to connect those two things i don't i don't know why they would do that that would just seem like they would just be doing it just to do it yeah i, I guess and I, i'd be like oh, that just seems weird to me like of all the things you can <laughs> you can connect why would you yeah 
Yeah. But so if we look back, right, remember there was the one that the angel was from some episode. Remember the red angel was a species from some episode of something. That was one of the theories. Right. So we were just I happy that it like seemed, been a, yeah. there's been a couple more of these that well, never pan out. Well, we were just, I think we were just happy that at least it appeared in the beginning that the red angel was some sort of like alien entity. Yeah. Right. Um, which didn't, which didn't end up being the case, but, um, no, I mean, again, you know, we've had, we've had situations like this in the past where it seems like it's connected somehow. I think, you know, I think V'ger came up, I think recently for one of the shows, like, what is it? That's come up a couple of times, I think, hasn't it? Hadn't we discussed that in the past? Like, is this, V'ger. yeah, but you know, I have a warm place in my heart for V'ger. I can't, but I just I can't remember where we there was some, people thought there was Vija was related to something and I can't remember what it was, but I know this yeah, came up recently. Control? The control? No, I I don't I don't know I don't remember. Okay. I don't recall, but I I, I keep wanting to say it was something that it was Picard, but I don't think so. Um, okay. but um, so one so oh, before oh, I, one more thing on the 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 this is important for me to say okay because everything's important oh that's true that's why yeah. you're all listening out there in radio exactly. land isn't it yes um so the very last scene where we see discovery we see the anomaly and yep. then it pans out and we see the sheer size of it yeah brilliant Right. So effective so effective visually representing the challenge that they're facing and mm -hmm. boy talk about maybe for the first time using the visuals and the effects of the show to tell us something important about the story in an effective way instead of weird, I don't know what, but so yeah, I was just visually very effective. It felt so good to say how visually effective it was. I think it goes back to what you and I have talked about before in that say with regard for the, to the Emerald chain, right? In order to convince us how threatening something is, you need to show it to us in all its power, in all its size, everything. So we can kind of get on board with the stakes here. Yes. We were sort of getting, you know, slow dripped. Um, yes. Is that the term? Slow drip? Drip fed? I forget what, it, drip, I forget what, it's, what they call it. <laughs> Drip fed, uh, maybe I, I don't know. It. Slow it drip. was a fine metaphor, whether or not it was um, a common one. They were doing that to us with the emerald chain, like as we needed it, but we just didn't. But every didn't, drip, none of the drips. Slow drip. Yeah. Were good. None of the drips were good, though. Right, but because we thought, oh, they just seem like a band of thugs, then suddenly they have a congress, and now they have a whole, their yeah, whole government, and we're like, the they're doing military training. So we're like, what? Well, all we knew is that they mined and that she killed their nephew with the slug. That's all right. we knew about. So we didn't... Or, yeah, they mined. I think they mined. Or they had junk plant. I don't know. And I think that's, that's to me, I mean, Osira, the villain herself, is a different story. But, like, that's why I couldn't buy into their threat. Right? Because they were just mustache-twirling villains, which I didn't really understand the scope of their threat, the, the, threat, the threat that they posed. I had to... I had to... Um, I had to trust the character descriptions of them, right? So far with this anomaly, we see it destroy. We see what it did to that space station. We're teased. We see it destroy Book's world. Mm -hmm. Then we see how big it is. So, so far, they've done three things. It's actually, 
they started small, got a little bit bigger, then they got huge. So they just they were they were just they were, you know they were heading and they were going they're going in the right direction. They're just they're feeding us this anomaly, but they're making the threat bigger every time we see it. Yeah, so, they're not hoping that we feel that it's a threat, as Michelle Paradise <laughs> said about Osira. Emerald Chain, yes, yes, yes. They're 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 making sure that we know by giving us the import the information to know, which right. is uh, I mean, it's I because know, I think that's called writing. Well, again, it's because we, the viewers, are learning about it at the same time that they are, yes. right? The Federation and Book and everybody else knew about the Emerald Chain, but for some reason, they just were not divulging that information to the viewers. So we don't know right. yeah, Someone knew, but they didn't think it was important enough for us to know. Right. So... Yeah, but Michael knew because he knows everything. So we, right. So we we don't know we knew nothing about them. We only learned it as the characters spoke it. So we couldn't buy into the threat that they posed. They were they were a threat. They posed a threat when the show needed a threat, when they needed somebody to fight with, yes. right? And they had as much ability as the moment needed them to have. Right. Exactly. Yes. We're two episodes in. Yes. And I already see how big the anomaly is and, and I and I will say I'm 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 nervous about what could happen. Um, right, you feel I don't the I feel cuz I feel the sick. I mean I I don't think that they're going to you know do something ballsy and like destroy the federation or destroy earth. But nevertheless, I'm buying into so far they have me on board with what the what the stakes are. Me too. So, yeah. Me too. Me too. So good job for writing. Yes, I'm, I'm giving the credit where it's due. Here's another thing where credit is due that is surprising how well it's being handled, I think, is Michael being captain. Because this episode, yeah. Yeah. we didn't have the Michael is the commander, the science officer, the engineer. She had people come and report to her, and then she made decisions based on the information that she got. Like a captain. Yes. Like yeah. an actual captain. That I was, was worried about that. I was yeah, worried so she, that, that was. She was yeah. the decision maker, but she was not the everything. She wasn't the gatherer of all information. Right. She wasn't the analyst of the information. So, I'm surprised how well they are writing her as a captain. Uh, there are some still some things that are weird, right? Her boyfriend being part of the crew and whatnot, but right, got to roll well, with that. But I so again, uh, I'm impressed with their handling. It, I mean, and here's the thing, right? I mean, I, I, I'm sure you and I are kind of waiting. We're like, you know holding onto the edges, waiting for that moment where this all may fall apart, right? But, you know, we can only really go week to week. That's what we've always done. Because yeah, I, I don't believe in... Hmm? The first episode, I was, as you could tell probably from my tone, I was prepared for the worst. Right. And there was a lot Same. I didn't like. But this episode was a lot I liked. So. Well, Who wrote this? It wasn't Kirsten Beyer, was it? Because then... Because then all bets would be off. Because if she didn't write the next one, forget it. I didn't even think of this. This could be important. No. Um, this is written by Anne Kofel Saunders and Glenice Mullins. I don't know if they... Um, so... Uh, Anne Kofel... You're going to love this. Anne Kofel Saunders. Well, she did write Scavengers last season, which we did not like. Okay. Um, she wrote Sukal. But... Oh, sorry, I read this wrong. I thought it said that she wrote an episode of Lower Decks. 
um, oh. that's not the case. So um, she's written two episodes previous to this one. Has so, she written for anything else? Uh, she wrote and produced episodes of 24, Smallville, Timeless, and The Boys, starring oh. Carl Urban and Jack Oh, my God. Yeah. The Boys is fantastic. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. Oh, man. Yeah. Smallville was fine. So and that was a long time ago. So this, oh, so listen, this is kind of important. Smallville was out what twenty years ago, practically. Came out the same time as Enterprise did, yeah. So here's here's the difference. This is an experienced writer. This person has been writing for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think youth is fantastic. Young people have great ideas, but experience is worth something too so i think the right. fact that these having the more experienced writers i think it's great and, and those I are all it worked well and those and i've not seen them all but those are all good but i know i have it on good you know authority that those are all good shows previous to this one so yeah yeah um and i hear nothing but great things about the boys boys is fantastic yeah brilliant um i think what we need to start doing on this podcast actually is seeing if, just like as we've done with Kirsten Bio, we need to kind of like single out who those, we need to pay more attention to who the writers are so we know. You know what? Let's make sure that before every episode we find out who the writer is and the director and we find out a little bit about them. I think that's, I think starting from now on when we record, um, I will say we're talking about this episode directed by this person and written by that person. And that person who wrote it worked on blah, blah, and blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, I don't think that we've, I mean, we've done it with Kirsten Beyer, right? But um, right. we, I don't think that we've really kind of like. And I've done it with, um, I've done it with Frakes' directing. Well, because if you think about it, and I'm not trying to, you know, say, I'm not trying to like, you know, pinpoint a person. But if, if it may explain like why there are some things we don't like. Cause it's like, Oh, it's cause it was done by that person. Or it was done by that person. So yeah, I know like when the camera is just rotating around characters for no reason. We know. Yes. Frakes is we know Frakes is directing the, it. Yeah. Behind yeah. the view piece. Um, so yeah, I think that that's going to be something that's going to be, uh, that's going to be vital to this, to this podcast. It only took us four seasons to get there. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, the other thing I was going to mention before I get into one more thing. So there's just a minor, um, minor sub, one of the one minor subplot. It's really a scene. So the moment with Tilly and Culber when Tilly feels off. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it picks up from last week, where she's talking to Michael in the, uh, at Starfleet, saying something doesn't feel right. So. I don't know. There wasn't a, there wasn't enough there for me to postulate any kind of like theory. It it seems it does feel somewhat out of left field, but maybe. But also at the same time, I'm thinking about like what she went through when she was commanding Discovery briefly with us. Even though she says no, it's not Osira, but that's the only thing I can think of. So I, I don't know. I mean, do you have any? Oh. One thing I thought was I didn't know that Culber was a therapist. Yeah. But, well, here's something to consider. If we think about the characters that we actually know a lot, mm-hmm. we've got Saru, Michael, yeah. Stamets, Culber, 
Adira, Tilly. Right. That's it, right? Really. I mean, the real crew yeah, that we really yeah. know. Well, so, Adira, you said Adira, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Michael has Book. Right. Adira has their partner and right. Stamets and Culber. Yep. Uh, Stamets has Culber and Adira. Culber has Stamets and Adira. Mm. Saru, you know, just got back from his home planet. So he sort of also is a little bit um, like, um, I don't know, I guess lacking those kind of connections. But Tilly, at least he just had those connections. Tilly doesn't have anyone. Mm, so you kind of, yeah. So it could be that she doesn't have the connections. She doesn't have a relationship. She doesn't have, right. uh, you know, even Culver and Stamets and Adira have their family. That because if you remember in the early days, it used to be Tilly and Michael. Because remember, they were, they, yes. were, they were cabin mates, right? Yeah. Apparently, they were best friends the whole time. And we Michael really was why. the one who was sort of like, because Michael had been at the top. And Tilly, they were a great pairing in the beginning because Michael yeah. was a commander, was a first officer at one point. She's mm -hmm. disgraced and brought back down. Yeah. Tilly and was on her way up. And so, actually, I never thought of this. It was almost, in a way, sort of like Mariner and Boimler in, in some strange way. Yeah. <laughs> I never, th I never yeah. thought of it like that, but yeah. Yeah, but they kind of, once once Tilly got into the command program, they kind of stopped that. And, 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 and Michael's been just involved in so much. Yeah. But the yeah, command program thing kind of faded away, faded away too. I mean, so yeah. Who? The command program that Tilly was in for Starfleet yeah. kind of faded away too with them going into the yeah. future. So yeah. it's like they kind so, of erased also, a thread yeah, for so them. Yeah, so now she doesn't have that. Right. Although she was a commander already. But I think Well, they that, all got promoted. They all got promoted in this yeah. season. Yeah. I did, but she was captain. Don't forget. T yeah, temporarily, yeah. Um, don't... And... I think really the reason that their relationship fell apart was because the writers just got tired of it. Mm. But it would be cool if they used that instead of being a negative, have it be a positive where like I used to be right. so close with Michael and we've drifted apart and I don't have anyone and everyone around me does. Yeah, because she wasn't um no. Yeah. Of course Detmer doesn't either, and neither does Owo. Well, but think we, well, we, don't, we don't know them. So consider this matter. too. Consider this too. Um, even though Saru is back, is he Michael's number one? Does Michael mm -hmm. have a first officer? Well, because remember he said to her, he "I would off be." Yeah, yeah, he offered himself as it. I, it. I got the impression that she accepted his offer. Well, didn't he say he was offered like a command or something like that? I think he was like, offered a command of a ship. He said, no, he doesn't want to take it. And he said, you were once stepped up to be my number one, and I would right, be honored right. to do the same for you. She didn't actually – he never really got promoted to it, and he didn't act as number one in this episode, no. really. But, the, nobody but on the, I would assume – Nobody – I mean, aside from Michael, nobody really gets legitimate promotions on this show. It's always like an acting an acting yeah, rank, like and that's it. Yeah, backroom thing, backroom right. deal. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I, yeah, you're number one. I know it is a little strange, right? Well, Except because, for whoever's going to be the captain of this new, um, I, dude, new flagship, because that the president themselves. I tell you, I wouldn't want to be an officer on Discovery because, like, people get because when 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 Michael was taken down from Saru's number one, 
Tilly then stepped in to be Saru's number one. Yeah. And then she played captain with when she was facing off with Osira. But you got people like, you know, vacating that, you know, filling in and vacating that role, getting promoted and then going back to the regular. So, and I, I think that's just a factor of like the writers needing, who do we need in that moment? I don't think, I, yeah, I don't know. They're usually they're like, in a major crisis. Right. So, I don't know if there's something, if that it plays doesn't even into Pike. Right. So, but I get, but the thing is, I get the sense that, I sort of get the sense that Saru being on Discovery is is not um, permanent. It feels like he's just there for a little while. Like, Maybe. Because I think... Hey, he did say that, like, someday I would love to command my own ship, but not right now. It feels... Um, is finite the right word? It feels finite. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So... He's just I, there to support Michael for a while, and he's going to be gone. Like, what? Well, because I think if... I, I think if... I think if Tilly went back to that role as number one, I think it would also feed into, again, what you were saying, like how they were. It would go back to the relationship in the first season when they were, you know, Michael was helping her get yeah. to where she needed to be. Michael had already been. So, I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm... It the feels like more of a... The relationship was so good because... Tilly was the new greenhorn mm. and she was sort of impressed and, you know, nervous and amazed by everything. And Michael right. had been through so much and it was on the, uh, the bottom and she kind of was right. an old, old hat to her. So that was what made it so interesting was because it brought out a little bit in Michael, like the excitement about Starfleet, but also she was able to be a guide for her. So I think, I don't know what their dynamic would be like now. I think we also have to remember too that uh, in the second season, mostly in the first and second season, Tilly also had a relationship with Stamets because Tilly was science, and so right. she had a lot of scenes with Stamets. She was always yeah, down so in engineering with him. So that she's would be kind another of great reason for her to be having emotional trouble is that she was close with Michael. Michael moved on. Michael has book. Michael's a captain. She was about with Paul. Paul has a family now. She's not as important to him. She's kind of like getting abandoned by she's, everyone. She's yeah. She's kind of a little bit, yeah because it feels Boy, to me they go that route. I'm going to give credit where it's due again because I'd be very impressed because this is really like paying attention to subtle nuances of a character's journey over the course of the show. Right. And and I think to me right now, it feels more like a, like a, with Tilly, it feels more like a personal crisis. Right. Like it just, it doesn't, it definitely feels, because I don't think we've ever really seen Tilly that way, as I recall. So, um, or sad ones. Remember, she had to like get drunk and go dancing once because she was so sad. I don't remember exactly what was happening. Well, I think I it was. Choice. I think it was because. But when you also think about like who Tilly was previously, like in the second episode last season when Discovery crashed on the planet, Saru wanted Tilly to come with him because she's good on diplomatic missions. She puts people at ease, right? So she's yeah, kind of like a underestimated. She's kind of like. I don't, well, I don't feel like there's sort of like that one person who she sort of belongs with. She's kind of able to fit in with any crew member because we've seen her juggled around in so many places. But again, you know, as to your point, maybe, maybe that's why that could, that maybe that is what this is because that's happening. I hope that's the reason. I don't yeah. want this to be a Detmer thing. Mm. 
honestly, so far, they're correcting so many of their past errors. I have faith that they're going to treat Tilly well. Yeah. And if I am fooled, then definitely shame on me. You think what you think uh you think they brought in a new writer who was like like we were saying, What the fuck are you doing? We gotta fix all this shit. <laughs> What's well like we said, all people? they need is one person. They don't even have to be that good of a writer because we're we're right. not writers, but we if we can see this stuff. They just need one person. Uh, hey, all right. They would need to finish the scripts well ahead of time so they have time to look at it and say, Does this all fit together? Does it make sense? Right. Maybe they got someone to do that finally. Look what you can do when or you maybe the showrunner is doing their job and doing that, which I assume is a showrunner's job. Look what you people can do when there's a pandemic, and you can because I remember them saying it's giving us more time to polish because they were. I think they were getting ready to shoot, and then the shutdown yeah. oh, good. stopped everything. Yeah, and I remember. I think I read somewhere where one was like, "It's giving us more time to polish up these scripts." Yeah, or or more likely, it would be like, "It's giving us time to read the scripts after we write them." <laughs> <laughs> it's giving us time to write a second draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, am I to infer that we're gonna we, we should we expect a down <laughs> drop in quality in season five? Because <laughs> maybe they'll realize. No, yeah. they already think they're hitting home runs every season. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. But um, well, I, that's what, well, they're not. That's what they have to tell you. That's that's the the fluff they have to tell the press, right? So um, I guess yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want to cover on this. So. Um, you know the thing that the other thing that was picked up was the grain adira story and they oh, they, yeah. they utilized the same they're utilizing the same they're going to utilize the same method with gray that they get the, that they did on picard at the end of season one of picard by giving yeah. building an artificial body mm -hmm. so i thought i i, I that will decay at the same rate yes i i, I mean i like that the two shows are connected that way because you've also had them connected with the co-op Malat and yeah now you've got the absolute candor with you know the absolute candor and then you have this so um sure yeah but i mean i like this is obviously a vestige left over from last season because they weren't able to they didn't resolve this last season so this was a plot that was going to come factor into this season so um mm -hmm. you know vital that uh gray finally manifests so yeah um, i mean sure whatever right what where's it care that much well my thing is i i think they're great characters it's a it's a it's yeah. a lovely relationship to watch I, I i just think that my question has always been what's the point where, well where are we going with this right how does this <clears throat> yeah my question yeah. sort of is what's the point of having the characters are fine. I like having the characters there. Not what's the point of the characters, but what's the right. point of having one of the characters living in the other one's brain, but only for a little while, and now they're going to be a, a full person. I, right, and for me, it's like, I think it's because it's such a, it's a story that really has nothing to do with anything. Right. right? It's like, I wanted Deera to be... Not last just, season, nor this season. I wanted Deera to be a character that we know about that's on the crew, but not to have to have a big dramatic storyline of their own. Right. You know, I want Adira to be a, um, like, uh, I don't want to say Jordy LaForge. I like, a that Wesley well crusher? like a Wesley Crusher? Like a Wesley Crusher? Yeah, totally. Yeah. A Wesley yeah. Crusher. Yeah. I think, I think Adira is not a Wesley. Wesley Crusher episode. I think, so like a supporting character, but not like a, exactly. somebody who's and not there every single week. He has a real identity. Right. right. Um, that we do care about, but 
I don't want to see like a three story arc about how do I handle I think the fact that my partner used to live in my brain and now they live on the I think for me I'm indifferent um I, I think it's just I'm indifferent on that yeah I, I, I for me it has nothing to do with how much screen time Adira is given or how vital a plot I, I just think that I think because it's the most unrelated to everything else that's going on, it kind of, it takes me out of the drama of everything else around it. Yes, which is and why so I just want to see Nira being part of the crew. It feels kind of like shoehorned in there a little bit. Yes. Like, like oh yeah, we have to. Time, yeah. What do we get here? Maybe four minutes? Yeah. Yeah. yeah We're getting perfect. little bits. Yeah. Four minutes. Yeah. Five minutes here and there. Mm-hmm. And of course, when they are part of the action of the episode, I want to see more of them. But as far as right. just their time on that story, a couple of minutes I, an episode I, goes a long way. I think it's be I think for me part of it is like you I feel like it's being dragged out for no reason. Like the 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 mystery of why Gray is not manifesting or like the, 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 the getting Gray into a corporeal body, I feel like it's just being stretched out across these episodes. Yeah. Like just, we'll, I don't want to... We like just know just, Gray. Right. We know Gray a little bit, but I mean, if it were Arium, say, I would care a yeah. lot more. Right. So it's... But, but mark my words. If there comes an episode this season where the whole episode is about Gray and Adira, yeah, you're gonna be frustrated. I, I I think it for me it's just it's needlessly stretched, is all it is. Like let's let's you know let's get Gray manifested, and then let's just see. Because to yeah, me the really Gray interesting, well, get Gray me, a, a job on the ship. Yeah. I mean, that's go. that's when it gets interesting, right? Because yeah. how does how does what, what's Gray's role going to be on the ship? What's what's right. he going to do? How does how does you know this affect him? How does that, how is he going to interact with the rest of the because the rest of the crew hasn't met him? So, and that's that's what I'm anxious to get to, and I just feel like it's being needlessly dragged out. When to me, the more interesting stuff is when we actually do see him interacting with everybody else, because it's gonna. Because you have another, you have, because right now it's a very one sided, it's like a one sided phone conversation. I'm only hearing one side of the conversation. Yeah. But do you think what's the point? I mean, I guess right. it has deepened our understanding of Adira as a character, which is great. And they have, yeah. they have lovely, like- again, wonderful, lovely, beautiful scenes together. But yes. once you, and while Gray has been there since last season, the rest of the crew has not seen him. I mean, they saw him briefly at the end of last season. But once he's visible to everybody, you've now introduced a new dynamic into the show. How does Gray react? How does Gray, what are Gray's scenes like with Michael? What are Gray's scenes like with Stamets? What are they like with Saru? What are they like with Tilly, right? So you've got a new- Is Gray going to be a member of the crew or is Gray going to be another book? Right, I have no idea. So so I, I'd say for me, I'm just, I'm more, an- I'm more anxious to get to that point than I am the long, journey to get there just, just yeah, i'd rather just have a couple minutes there. each episode and they never get there than give me like a, a whole episode about it right right it's like let's just do it guys let's this just get an anomaly there. this is an anomaly to deal with right 
Yes. And I'm going to take your type of position, which is, you know, <laughs> well, like, why are we wasting time on this story? Which usually well, like, I'm not. No, you're right. Like, but we we have a, we have an anomaly to we have an anomaly to deal with. We need more screen time, so let's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And if um, it's all right, cool, great, you're here. That's awesome. Um, we need somebody manning the engineering. Um, you know, whatever, or right. cleaning up the. Uh, <laughs> The goo on the on the hollow. Oh, don't make gray lower decks. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I have to assume though the discovery has some lower decks. People, right? I know. Um, really, book and gray would both be lower decks in, in reality. Um, yeah. So I, I I'm I'm more I'm just anxious to get to that to get to that point. That that's what I want to see. I want to see gray start vibing with people and how does he fit in? How does he not fit in? How does he contribute? That's right. But I don't so, want it to complicate things and make take up a lot of energy of the show because right i like i said i like that they're keeping it simple i like that they're using parts of the relationships that they've already built right so it would be like you know when we know more about book than we do about owo and things like that it might become one of those frustrating situations right so i'm not gonna say that's gonna happen but i hope it doesn't yeah. Give Obo something to do, damn it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That, well, that's the other thing I'm gonna I was gonna mention. So the bridge crew got all the 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 additional bridge crew got a lot to do in this episode. Like Bryce. Bryce like had the had the had the answer. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. It was yeah. Which is cool. what we wanted. We wanted to have the yeah, everybody involved. This yeah. There's no need those lines. There's no reason those lines should only go to Michael. Right. Spread spread it around. Make yeah. everybody part of the solutions. Um, then we'll care about everybody. It'll feel like a real crew. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, surprised I'm coming out so so high on this episode. I was concerned that you wouldn't, um, but. Oh, um, really? My only problem is. Saru being back and just sort of being a, kind of a dead end. Well, the thing is, I always think I know what your opinion is going to be, and then you end up throwing me a curveball. So you're kind of unpredictable that way. Yeah, you thought I'd like uh, last week, and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I, 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 I thought this episode was, was, uh, was good. And I, I think, um, it's always a good thing for me when Discovery gets two in a row that I think are good. And I hope that that yeah. carries into the third. Believe me, Next I would week. much rather have this be a show I look forward to watching, which it's becoming again. Yeah, right. And yeah. um, but it only but gets us. Week, you know, I've been watching Hawkeye comes on on Wednesdays, and you know, I'm watching Hawkeye before I watch. Naturally. Discovery. Naturally. Well, not on a Wednesday, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it only uh, it's only getting us one episode closer to Strange New Worlds. Yeah, and Picard. Picard, yeah. You know how excited yeah. I you know how much I like Picard. Yeah, which um I, yeah, I mean that's gonna be ramping up pretty soon. I mean I think Discovery has fifteen, thirteen, fourteen this season. So a lot. um yeah. What was the longest Discovery season? Sixteen? Yeah, I think it was season two. Yeah, sixteen. Maybe ah. it was season two, yeah. Oh, Wow, that was a yeah. lot of wasted. I think it was, no, it was like fifteen. I think. I think we were supposed oh, to get man, thirteen. I think we were supposed to, originally supposed to get thirteen. 
and they upped it to 15. I f- but I feel like they've since they've gone one episode less each, each season. So I think season two had 15. I think season three had 14 and this one might have 13. I'd have to look. But um <laughs> but yeah. So um well, two down and so far looking pretty promising. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I do miss my lower decks though. Yeah. God, do I miss my lower deck crew? Well, maybe that actual comic series will actually happen. You 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 know, yeah, you 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 say you you put an interesting thought in my head. I mean, they're animated. Like, why can't why aren't they comics? Why aren't they a comic series? That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, look, the Simpsons comics might even still be going on. Mm. You know, you can just do these things in, indefinitely. Keep coming up with stories and you know, I don't. I, I assume it would be more akin to The Simpsons, where it's like similar type stories, but the jokes are a little bit less good. Right. Maybe they'll they'll have a better plan and add to the mythos and things, which would be great. Right. But either way, I think it would be nice. Yeah, it would be. Um, any uh, anything else you want to mention on this episode before we, uh, or just in general, that you want to before we close out? Um. No. No. Okay. I think we covered everything. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, that will do it. And if you would like to reach out to us, you can so on Instagram at in Star Trek We Trust Podcast and on Twitter at Star Trek We Trust. That was quite a pause. I, for some reason, the, I don't know why the Twitter name just doesn't stick with me. I, I, I don't know why it doesn't. I just always seem to forget the name on Twitter. That was a Shatner-worthy pause. Yeah. I think I, was it a few weeks ago? One we did recently, and I actually said, I brought the old name of the podcast back. That kind of appeared randomly. I said, in Discovery Request, I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, it was like in, I think it was like during a Lower Decks episode recording that I, I brought back the yeah. uh, original the classic yeah where it all started four years ago so all right that's that peace out everybody <laughs>